Hello everybody, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more and we have another jam-packed, fun-filled show for you from all across the gaming tabletop industry. This week, there is no prize because this week we're running the Doomed Week over on tabletop.com and here on YouTube. There are three prizes of the Doomed to pick up. Uh, there are two on, on tabletop. Uh, one specifically for Occultic Games members, one for on tabletop commenters, and one here on YouTube. So if you want a chance to win any of those, then comment on any of the Doomed Week videos, gameplay, interviews, and kit bashing. Enough of that. It's time to get on with the show. Sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody. Today I'm joined by Shay, Justin, and Ben. Hello. Hello. I, I, I'm attempting to have silly voices at the start of every weekend at that. That's what I'm going to go with. So, it's going to be yeah. a thing. Yes. Oh, yes. No, <laughs> no, yes. I get muted every single time now, probably. There we go. It's the best yeah. way to do it. Um, yeah. We are here once again to bring you through a gentle meander of a week's worth of news. Yes. Yeah. What's the big news this week, Shay? Has it been the ass kicking we've received from the doomed? <laughs> Could be that. That's one of the pieces of news. No, yeah. It does. I it mean, does feel that way. The monsters are horrifying. Yep. You didn't have to bloody. No, I had to, to edit it. with them. I had to edit it though. I had to watch you slowly getting hammered into the ground oh, by different. Oh no! For <laughs> you, however you coming live. for us, mother. Um, if you haven't seen us. Uh, the Doomed is theoretically apocalyptic horror hunting. Um, I don't know who's hunting who. We certainly weren't hunting the horrors. <laughs> no. Um, but you can come over to your tabletop uh, and check out The Doomed. Uh, mm -hmm. Technically, I own this because I've got the copy of the center studio and you're not having it back. <laughs> Reckon <laughs> playability's right up there. Uh, it's a really nice book. I like the writing and the art direction replayability we've done a lot of replayability haven't we Shane? we have yeah we uh, love it jerry <laughs> <laughs> i'll give that two across the board um however if you want to see more than just me clicking these buttons you can check out uh interviews um some let's plays there's even some kit bashing videos and mm -hmm. uh another interview uh tomorrow actually uh well uh, Saturday we have a fourth Let's Play, which is you guys wrapping up the campaign, and right. Sunday. Oh, is Sunday the final. is it? All right, not yeah. tomorrow yeah. then. Sunday, so, two days. Light spaced it out a little bit further, so we had something every day. Further there. away, harder to reach. Uh, <laughs> yes, so you'll be able to find out all about the doomed if you're interested in just seeing how horrific a horror can be. God, um, yeah, the answer is very. There's been, there's been quite a few people in the comments that I've seen on YouTube who have been tapping away and being like. I can't believe this game is so hard. I can't wait to give it a go, kind of thing. Like the challenge of it. So yeah, mm. kind of cool. It's it's like Dark Souls. <laughs> That's oh, our yes, picture. Yeah. Video game wise, I, it's like Dark Souls. Yeah. I do like the fact that you actually have to look at your opponent. And go. No, we could fight. Maybe we don't want to. Often yeah. we did fight at the start. Yeah, in the and then regret that. Games you don't get to see. We, yeah, we we 
did a lot of going, oh, it's a standard scenario, it's a standard game that just happens to be a monster in the middle. Jesus, that's a bad idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> Competitive collaboration, I think, is definitely the way to go. In fact, I'll go one step further, because I don't think I don't think I mentioned this on any of the videos, even at the wrap-up at the end. I think if you're playing it for the first time, play your first couple of games with just conflicts, just you against your opponent and regular scenarios. It gives you a chance to learn the mechanics, learn the game a bit, and get some kit, get some upgrades before you stumble across your first horror in the jungle that will rip you apart. At least you might have a chance of killing it. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. I, I do like the fact that it's a game system where it's just like six-ish inches is your movement. Yeah. yeah. Some people some people love mm -hmm. that. I see some people are having a stroke over it. Go, I can't take it. I like you it. Know, I can't worry. I just, just measure six inches then. Mm. Yeah, your choice is yours. You know, it, it gives you the option. I'd like not having to measure, just kind of guess to make, oh, yeah, that's about far enough. That seems about right. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be able to. As long as you can't streak across the board in one go, mm. um, you know, without hitting something, because you're always moving in sort of straight lines and jumping over things, you, you're more or less grand, so don't worry about it. I will say, the, the turn ones did feel a little bit slow, but I know that's because you were explaining stuff and talking to camera. So if you're just playing it yourself, it probably will be a bit quicker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have to explain things to people watching you, life's no. much faster. <laughs> yeah. Much faster. He, he didn't like the sound of that apparently he left <laughs> oh well I'm sure he must be a back. 40k player yeah. so that, that's it I don't know where he got that idea from um, while we're waiting on him rejoining there's another apocalyptic thing coming from a community member and yeah. friend of the channel so uh, Chris Caesar who a lot of people will know has worked on the Justins and Dragons uh, comics for us which has been a great long running series where we've had some very funny takes on our personalities throughout mm. the years and also some interesting looks into Chris's own psyche at the same time as well uh, well he's working on a new game a new role playing game with his uh, friend, well, his brother Jack mm. uh, and also another one of their team members called Morgan uh, alongside the artist Mortis Krebs as well uh, and they're going to be bringing to Kickstarter in October uh, the game called Doomsong uh, so Doomsong is listed as a biblical apocalypse game um, where you'll be taking on the role of the grave diggers who have to make sure that you look after the dead within this Good. world uh, before things go bad. But obviously, in the midst of a biblical apocalypse, uh, that does tend to mean that things aren't quite as they seem. Mm. Um, if, you, if you are a fan of the aesthetic and the feel of uh, games like Mürkberg and stuff like that from mm. the guys at Free League, this is definitely kind of in your wheelhouse, I would mm -hmm. suggest. Um, I've had a look through the core book that uh, they sort of sent through as a demo copy, mm -hmm. uh, which will be available to more people next week. So look out for that. Um, and it is a gorgeous piece of uh, art and adventuring text at the same time. Um, there's some really fun stuff in there for creating interesting characters. There's a cool demo adventure for you to play through. Um, and the Kickstarter is going to be dealing with both the core book, but also Lord have mercy upon us, mm. which is the um, adventure written by Morgan, which uh, is your sort of first entry into the world that they've created. If you wanted to go down that route and have something written for you rather than coming up with something yourself. Um, so keep an eye out for this one. And as I say, uh, the Caesars and also mm. Uh, the rest of their their crew have done some amazing work in the past on a whole range of different projects uh, from River Song River 
River Horse and beyond. I was thinking of Doctor Who because <laughs> someone enough. nearby to me talked about magic and Doctor Who earlier. There we go. Uh, but yeah, definitely work out for it and see what you think. It looks really cool. So yeah. I do uh, like the... When do we get to play? Look at that. Well, hopefully we'll get to do a Let's Play in the near future. Mm. We're, we are very much looking forward to that. Um, it looks really cool. And I think they've said they're going to run us through one, which could be very nice. So yeah. Dibs on the healer. <laughs> the I healer like in a I, biblical I, apocalypse. I like how you think it will be a healer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's delightful. Here's your spade. Now get digging. <laughs> it's just it's the best way to do it. Do it before the uh, the ocean washes away the dirt and there's yes. no room left. Yeah. I mean, I I was assuming I would just have like I think a paraffin just to throw at someone and go, I will heal you with fire. <laughs> that, that is sometimes the best way to do it. You're burnt to death. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, go early, yeah. beat the rush, that type of thing. But yeah, that's uh, that's coming up soon. So watch out for that. But as I say, um, really fun because Chris has been working on Justin's Dragons with mm -hmm. us for a really long time. So definitely go and give this one a look. So you think going to be more previews over the next couple of weeks and months. So yeah, apocalyptic goodness. Mm. I like it in spades. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, our indie of the week also has some apocalyptic goodness. What? What are these segues? God maybe. Down. Maybe even a bit of post-apocalyptic goodness as well. Um, even better. <laughs> but I've, I've picked this because uh, I'm, a, I'm a whore for the tiny fighting men, and the tinier the better. And when, oh, I, can find somewhere, tiny. when yeah. I can find somebody who's got a ton of tiny things in tinier scales, then that just floats my boat because all of a sudden mm. I can fill a tabletop. So uh, the more tiny the they are, do they get more fighty? Uh, very much, yeah. <laughs> That's how the, the, big, the biggest so. battle you can play. <laughs> uh, so Microworld Games have been kicking away now for oh, yeah. the best part of about 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, started off uh, importing a, oh, Dark dark Miniatures. Was that it from the UK? It was an old sci-fi sex mill range, um, which unfortunately is, is sadly defunct. You can't get it anymore. However, uh, post just being an importer, uh, Steve decided I, I'm going to go out and get some stuff cast. I, I, there's a whole host of things I really like. Uh, so started with Six Mill Fantasy and sort of expanded from there. And shrank. <laughs> expanded and shrank. Yeah, well, 15 mil is a big expansion. You know, there's really a slight big. decrease with the three mil stuff. <laughs> Whoa, some of these mil? are bigger than others. Oh, yes. So, three mil. Um, you can three mil. It's really easy. Three mil, three mil is like oh, it's a scale creep. When I bought three mil, it was called two mil. <laughs> I, I, no, it is though. I have a two mil Indian army. For you know, anyway, I digress. But there's a whole host of stuff um, for whatever you want to play with it. Essentially, so we'll kick off with the fantasy because it is big, bigly big, uh, which is great for things like fantastic battles and stuff like that. There's a whole host, as you can see here, of oh, different, Lord. different. Jesus. Uh, no, I just look like them. Different races that you can then deploy on the tabletop. <laughs> so, uh, some some have got more stuff in them than others. Some are more rounded, more well developed, uh, and a few of them are also, as you can see, a little bit more historical esque, historical mm -hmm. adjacent. However, if you want to play things like uh, Warmaster in six mil for you know not that 10 mil poser scale nonsense um then you could maybe rock out the fantasy renaissance uh, as your sort of empire trips yeah because they contain things like duelist with a witch hunter feel to them or your armored pike your lunch necked um, great swords yeah uh, all of these things that you know and love 
Mm-hmm. Gendarmes with sidearms, so your pistoliers in that case, little, little tiny pistoliers. They're so small. They're teeny tiny. He's got his little pig face bassnets all up. <laughs> this little tiny visor. Ooh, I love them. As, what? Shut up. Uh, there's your right card. Like, there's your right card on foot. Yeah. Oh, look at them with their mighty movement of three inches a turn. I'll teach you. <laughs> Three inches for something that small. That's that's fast. That is fast. Well, natural th- sprinters. Th- three inches. That would have been back in uh, in Warhammer days in, in the old twenty-eight mil. Uh, in, in very small scale, they probably move even further because in Warmaster you can move multiple times. Uh, but as you can see, the the ranges are extensive for some. Mm-hmm. Like if I push on a bit further here, them filthy gunners. Here we go. Your artillery. A blamo. Mm. Yeah, as you say, blamo indeed. Look, not only a cannon, but also a big organ cannon or volley gun, depending on your point of view. It'll blast a volley gun. Which is, yeah. you know, obviously perfect if you want to play a Warhammer-esque game in a smaller scale, or so. if you want to play yeah. uh, Italian Wars and stuff like that in around the Renaissance. Um, you're not quite von Meinhof's running cavalcade of death, but not a million miles away. <laughs> Just got to love the old names. Um, if I skip back to my, where were we? There's our fantasy dwarves. Away with you. Look. Also, this looks cool. The fortress oh, yeah, golems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And bear riders, like nature intended. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Look at the tiny little that. dwarves with him. Hello. He's got, little, he's got cannon shoulders. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. I, and you I'd know, be very he, surprised if there wasn't a couple of dwarves mounted in those. He's Turrets. like a mech. He's just a big mech. <laughs> I want to be like him when I go old. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, excellent if you want to play um, Fantastic Battles, if you want to play Warmaster or uh, Kings of War. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Tiny Scale, use him mm-hmm. as one of the um, greater obsidian golems. Or not obsidian. Mm-hmm. That's that's naughty dwarves. Sorry. Greater Earth Elemental. <clears throat> Very nothing cool. Casual. Yeah. Uh, but I like that that shows you that Gives you a much better idea of the scale as well, which I think is really cool. So, mm. like that, this is how big an actual dwarf is compared to this thing. That's very yeah. cool. I'm like pretty that. sure that's a forty mil square base it's sitting on because, mm. like most games, should be on a forty mil square base at that scale. <laughs> it just makes life easier when everything's on forty mil squares. Then I can mm. play different games with them and not have to worry about things, um, which is always good. But Ooh, that's what they look like ranked up as well. That's cool. I like that. Let's see a dwarf yeah. warrior. So get, uh, yeah. Is that what you want to see? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh my god. Just the worst. I'm also, so they're not, they're not strip bases either. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of them, obviously, for the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so pretty good. It means if you're not playing, get or or if you're putting together units, you're not having to do that painting on strips, which I know some people dislike. Mm. Uh, it means you can be a bit more prosaic with your painting. Yeah. Although at six mil, you just need to wind your neck in if you're doing that. Just <laughs> so, dabbing a little bit of paint on will be fine, I think. Yeah. <laughs> fine, very much. If I spray them, dry brush them, and then paint in flesh in random places, it's all good. Um, Obviously, but, don't forget the beards if you're painting dwarfs. But uh, uh, you know, yeah. once, once you spray and dry brush, you're you're more or less okay with that. Pretty much, I guess. Yeah. Our norks. Well, Dan, <sighs> I thought I thought you had switched off to the horrible racist elves. Do quite like elves nowadays, oh, but uh, filth. Yeah. absolute filth, traitor. Yeah. Yep, too many elves behind me now as well. Oh, oh God! No. <laughs> yeah, as you can get... see, there's like those, a, yeah. a whole host of 
what you would expect from fantasy games and, and races so yeah. wyverns and chariots cavalry all of the all of the expected um some of the more obscure bits and pieces we'll have a quick look at firmament firmament quite curious after we're done with this is the the six mil diesel punk yeah oh, we'll get there don't worry yeah. We're just starting with this because it's the most comprehensive of all of them. Mole men. <gasps> yes, mole men as an army. Mole men calf. Mole men mounted on giant mole things. Wow. That's brilliant. I mean. We can't hit things for toffee. Well, they can't, they can't see. see. <laughs> but they get up close and then stab you up. Yeah. Or uh, run into you with some sort of world shard cart. Who knows what that giant shard of the world is doing. But I suggest they put it back before something falls over or collapses. <laughs> I will assume there is some form of magical laser beam coming out of that. Could be. Oh, yeah. It's entirely up to you. A mold-based laser beam. Pew pew. That or that's their version of going to Specsavers. Maybe. Here you <laughs> Stand behind there. <laughs> a great dinger neck, which is some sort of bizarre fantasy giant pangolin. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I want one. It's, it's mm. great, isn't it? Look, you see it coming at you. I just think, oh, I've Got some video tips to return. <laughs> I'm sorry, I destroyed your habitat. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't spread any diseases. Please. When you clicked on the Wilderness Alliance, I was expecting to see animals of farthing wood. That's oh no, not, not bridal men. I mean, if you right want to, man. if you want to recreate the Robin Hood from Disney, yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah, then you yeah. too can do it with uh -huh. rhino guards. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's a big, beautiful world of fantasy out there. Why restrict yourself to racist elves all the time? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many other things from monkeys, orangutans, silverback berserkers. I mean, you know, it's just very a, cool. It's just an awesome set of orangutan archers make sense as well because they've got big, strong arms. So, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I would think. Mm. <laughs> Bugbears, everybody who's played any. Um, Old school RPGs will have come across bugbears. We don't see them so much in fantasy war games. No, I don't true. know why, as far as a race goes. Yeah, uh, yeah, hobgoblins and bugbears. I'd love to see someone actually look at that as an army, a proper army again. Mm. That'd be really cool. Possibly being hunted to extinction. Maybe see, every adventuring party goes after them. That's true. Someday. Yeah. The woolly rhinos are interesting. This weird bat-looking thing at the front oh, yeah. is particularly creepy. Creepy. Need to find spammoths for Justin. That's the next step. Oh, uh, there were some in the orc army. You skip oh, past them yeah. right at the top. <laughs> There's some of your standard furry face bugbears clubbing, mm. stabbing, beating, and shooting. Yeah. As bugbears are wont to do, it's all good in the hood. Because, mm. uh, yeah, considering how militaristic and sort of like on the level, most people do bugbears and things like D&D &D and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, not bugbears, hobgoblins. I would imagine we'd see more of them in kind of armies because yes. it makes sense for them to have that kind of like martial force. But So yes. in amongst your demons, which are full of demons, as you would expect, winged things, horned things, creepy beasts. things. The bloat beasts are my favourite because they're little tardigrades. Oh, yeah. The water bears. Oh, God. Coming for you, being put forward <laughs> by thing. man. 18 bloat beasts. Coming at you. Look at them. A face full of teeth. Yeah. Don't need an eye. Just we will eat everything in front of us. Yeah. I love those. They're really cool. The little hobgobs as well, with their gargantuan spy drawers. Yeah. And troll battle. Troll battle wagon. But yeah. I say 
the fantasy range, spectacular range. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, for people thinking about fantastic battles, it's a corker, um, and it works really well in six bills. So big games, or even just small games on a very small table, but you still mm-hmm. get the feel of playing a massive rank and file um, mass battle game without having to take over three and a half tables worth of, of space. So it's, it's great. Um, yeah. six mil Take sci-fi. over the coffee table rather than the entire of the gaming hall. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember the sizing for a table because um, it's based on the basing that you use. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So depending on how big your base is, then the table will need to increase proportionally. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah, you can definitely, you can play out a full a full mass battle game on a on a coffee table because you keep your basing sort of 40 mil square and you're flying um what have i done oh yes sci-fi sci-fi so sci-fi there's uh, a host of bits and pieces in here space rats if for example you're playing something like i don't know small scale warpath and you needed vermin then you sci-scaven <laughs> you, you two could do it with your sci-fi scaven coming at you they you look a little bit too all. adorable i think well you paint but, them all yeah. pink and go uh, full clanger pink with oh god <laughs> just bring a bring a whistle along with you yeah, yeah i'm mm. gonna paint them like white lab rats oh that would also be cool yeah Pinky, genetic Pinky, experiments brain, 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 yeah. brain, brain. they've even got specialists Yes, with what looks to be a Panzerfaust. Yeah. Space rats with grenade launcher, Panzerfaust, and some sort of flavor slash whatever you wanted to be gun because it's six mil and nobody can get in that close to find out. Here's the thing, you could actually bring these out into a 28 mil game because at three mil tall, they will be in scale. Well, well, in six mil, they will be very tiny on the table, but they will look in scale to 28 mil miniatures. Oh, yeah. Have have your VM in and then have your little tiny space rats next to them. It's just an awful lot of time with people just stamping. (laughs) don't need to shoot anymore. Why does the tiny thing have a gun? Why do you need a gun? (laughs) Don't deny me. (laughs) Everything needs a gun. These are some of my favorites from their range. I love the dinosaurs. T-Rex super heavy. What? Show me that. There he is with his armor, oh. his tiny space lasers, his tiny turret. Yep. Mm. His tiny um, hands have become guns. Yeah. Best way you don't need to reach them if you just shoot them in the face and mm. then you can eat them afterwards. This is why we need the Exodites. We need Exodites to come back to 40k so we can do have these lovely things. Mm. Like that? Yes. Like elves mounted on raptors. Yes. Uh, Exodite dragon riders, I believe they were called back in the day. Mm. Back in the day. Back in the day. So much weirdness in history that a lot of people would never have heard of. True. Yeah. Yeah. So those are really cool. Unusual dino things. I think they do them as like regular dinos as well, don't they? Mm. Somewhere in their range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, we won't have time to go through oh. everything because you just won't get a chance. Oh, but yeah, the, no, the entire show would be this. <laughs> yeah, the, the Terrans yeah. have got some so good things. Wow, I'm loving the designs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, it's very much right up my alley. Mm-hmm. And the Infernus super heavy tank. Oh, yes. Da, da, da. Gimme, gimme. Look at that. Like all it, its wheels. It. Look at all. Giving me uh, mammoth tank vibes from... Uh, yes. Red Alert. Red Alert, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Halo because didn't have a big tank, scorpion like tank. No, oh, scorpion. Right. Yeah, I knew it was a creature. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a look at oh, that. that's so cool. 
I really like those. Very nice. There's a lot of sex metal sci-fi wargaming kicking around as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With these, these how many are you getting in too. your pack? Uh, it depends. So this one contains, what's that? Three, three holes. Three yeah. holes for $12, which is about But then you can mix and match them depending on your weapon loadouts and stuff, which is cool. Mm. So mm, I like that. But then the infantry, currently out of stock. Infantry are... Hurrah! One, two, three, six, forty-two. Wow! Figs in a no end of pack sold out. <laughs> I imagine it won't be long before yeah. they return. Mm. Um, oh, it doesn't take much metal to cast those. No. I, suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I like them a lot. They're very nice. Dregs are your sort of chaosy beastmen. Ah, I see. I was thinking like rebels or something. I suppose they are rebels in, in, in a, many in respects. In many yeah. respects, they are. Spoger. Spoger. Now, I'm not saying Lloyd has anything to do with naming here, but if that's Space Ogres, then Lloyd <laughs> is definitely responsible for naming these. Spogers. I like the guy on the right. Oh, it looks the like he's based on a squat model mm. from back in the day, but just turned into an ogre. That's cool. Big like cap and big belly. Yeah, Have yeah. A think. Having a think. Really it's nice. Some of the uh, new mechery sort of stuff just a bit more and a uh, resin one as well actually which is quite, quite cool ca- caddy designed as you can mm. see so it's the it's the future they tell me so many guns I, I will resist don't worry mm. we'll resist this there is a paper Anapur- tank Annapurna that crops up in world of tanks and things like that oh. that bears a stonking resemblance to this i can't remember what it is though but it's ridiculous i do know that it's practically impervious to every bullet ever mm. or every shell rather but it doesn't matter should it all you want it won't go away yeah just keeps trucking <laughs> it's not going you. anywhere trucking yeah. towards you and you can see there the casting i mean nice crisp cast i like mm. the fact that since they are six mil they've thrown a bit of a wash over it so you can see it but when you're you're painting that small spray dry brush wash walk away you're done yeah. done with mm. done with life yeah. Especially with with speed paints now as well, you could make these look very good very quickly. Could do, yeah. could do that. Yeah. Uh, historical, only a few. Ooh, their warring they states include stuff is nice. States. Mm, I like yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know, I know people who are very keen on the warring states, mm-hmm. uh, especially as a a period and geographic area that uh, mm. gets overlooked a lot. Very much so. Yeah. Look at them and their cheeky chariots. <laughs> they are really good. Mm. Their, their Warring State stuff is one of the slightly more relatively new ones, I think, yes. as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. From my remembering. I mean, look, just, just look at that. So That's so good. That's so good detail-wise for the small mm. level of uh, scale we're going for here. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need a... A, a massive amount of uh, time or effort to paint them because they're they've got a nice level of detail sculpted into them. Mm-hmm. You can sometimes get figures, especially in smaller scale, where you have to paint the detail on if you want the detail, which at six mil is a pain in the hole for mm. all concerned. Um, so it's nice that you can just come in here and well, yeah, you can see very the defined and moustaches, yeah, and, and everything there, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything to make my life easier. <laughs> as you can see, 
a whole rake of various equipment and armament, mm-hmm. um, which is excellent if you want to get playing in there. This though, Diesley Punk, is interesting. Micro Wasteland, more interesting. So Diesley Punk has got um, your very sort of Victorian sci-fi tanks on the moon. Nice. Mm-hmm. With that, Jules Verne, everything's sort of bubbly or slammed together. It's it's a send it up there and stick in the bicycle pump. Yeah, it's it's an interesting design aesthetic, um, which is really nice and distinctive. Um, a lot of which you used to see this sort of thing a lot, especially in forty k in the early days. You know, the more rounded sort of shapes they all seem to have gone away in favor of big slab sided things um which is sad looks um, similar to some of the stuff you would have seen for uh Butin chronicles as well yeah actually i suppose yeah mm-hmm. which is you know, perfect for the mm-hmm. the area they're in we do have some little infantry nurses. Mm-hmm. so your support team with Gas masks, mortars, and uh, heavy weapons. They're quite cute. The combat nurses, though, they've got like the <laughs> long dresses and sort of wimples on. Look at this, yes. this pair carrying somebody away. Run, run for your all your worth. I can cure your illness. At this one at the end, who seems to be carrying some sort of bone saw. Yeah. I was so. about to call the hacksaw on that one. Hey, yeah. I'm going to fix you. Don't worry. <laughs> Look, th- this is ruined. It has to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're being healed. Be thankful I didn't bring fire. <laughs> All I got was a splinter. <laughs> I'm feeling better now. <laughs> much better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the Beatos with your own lovely, again, bit more of the... Very John Cartery. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, yeah. you have a mixture of your your many limbed mutos and then your uh, things that are a bit more. Do you remember the muty raiders for Gork and Morka? They were uh, essentially chaos. Of. I remember some of the art, lizard yeah. horses. So yeah. right there, that's what you have tearing around the place, and sort of chaotic dogs and a pack master. So you know, again, some of these would probably fit in quite well with some of the fantasy ranges if you want to play out your. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it's that. Mixing the tentacle. Get that tentacle in there. All the hunchback mutants. All of them. All the time. It's the best one. Very way. cool. Mm-hmm. Where is my. Uh... I lost it. Oh, I don't want to lose it. That would be terrible. There it is there. This is what I'm after. Ah. These, if you fancy doing a bit of. Something a little bit Mad Maxi. This is the place to come. Witness this. Ooh. Witness all of this. Oh, oh those are so cute. Oh, these, yeah. I think, are absolutely gorgeous. They're amazing. Especially. Things, I think a lot of people want to do. Sorry, Jerry. I no, think a lot no. of people want to do like big, you know, like kill rig hunting scenarios and mm. all that kind of thing. But even if you're doing it at that at matchbox, a matchbox scale, that's still, still quite table. a lot. Yes. <laughs> Whereas you do it at six mil and you can, you can have a lot of fun. Oh, expect, I mean, look at that. Yeah. 
donutting around the table like a donutty thing, doing the donut. Imagine that in our in our canyons table that we've got or Mm. used to have, maybe in the still there. Yeah, we we also have the the trench table. Imagine it balling through the trenches. Mm. Cool. Yeah, but these are just absolutely. I will bounce over you. (laughs) The big monster truck wheels, and you just have the uh, top different shells depending on yeah. what yeah chassis yeah those are really cool and a nice way to kind of take things in a different direction if you don't want to do the customization of anything yeah. at matchbox scale go a little bit smaller gaslands or other mm. other games or, or other games other yes. games said <laughs> all good in the hood uh i will binkle those back are really nice those. uh very quickly before we get too bogged down, say that's the majority of the big stuff um, by big six mil. There are some three mil. They're not as comprehensive. Um, but you no, see, I think they're fairly new as well. Yeah, these are fairly new. Yeah. Um, but they're so what, small. For when you want to, you know, when six mil is too big. There's there's a I mean, strip look at base that. of I mean that's what you're using three mil for is for when you want to put when you want to put a pike block down um, mm-hmm. of macadamia nuts and you know that you need like 216 of them but you're not doing that in 10 mil particularly no. easily anyway and even six mil will look extensive but three mil you can do it in three mm. mil you can have proper sized units. Great for people who want to try and play something a little bit more grand campaign style as well. Mm. So if you want to do it as a map-based thing rather than it being necessarily a full-on war game, you could look at some of these in order to build up facsimiles of what your armies Mm -hmm. are like and maybe sort of like the major units that are in each one to give you an idea of units. Actually have units and and armies moving around on a Mm -hmm. a campaign map. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to do it. These are a lot closer to just being three bell war master so you have mm-hmm. things like the imperial war engine so you've got war altar and um war wagons cool um various artillery types you know if if you're looking for tiny tiny skilled whamster mm. uh, then you'll find some of them here obviously racist elves as well uh shame they're always there uh, yeah you always have to go after them yeah yep the three mil fantasy is i think if memory serves um solely vehicles in the the various teams uh so really nice designs on the vehicles uh but you're not going to see infantry kicking around in here uh mm. because you know it's all about the uh the flying oh, combat cars and things look how dinky they are you two can get a whole bundle of tanks and scout cars and and the like i love i love the idea of going to micro Microworld games at a convention mm. and being like, right, I've, so I've bought a bunch of your stuff. I'll put it in my bag. And then you, <laughs> you go to find it later. And you're like, where the hell is it? <laughs> it's just in a pocket somewhere. Yeah. In another. <laughs> you, literally, you can buy an army and put it in your pocket. All these yeah. people dragging carts behind them at a big convention. Yeah, they're the fools. Big, the especially with like combat trousers. Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah, Ziploc bag in a pocket. And that's all you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, the 15 mil fantasy, say, it's a bit of chaos. Yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a new range as well. This is the only only stuff edited so far. And the Seas of Fate only contains a single fleet currently, oh. but it is dwarves. 
Ooh. Yeah, see, I thought that would bring you back on time. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What scales this into compared to uh, like games on the market? Like, is it is it smaller than Armada, or is, um, do we know? Or? You could use them for some of the dwarf ships in Armada. They're, right. they're about uh, thirty mil long for these ones. I think the bombard's bigger. Uh, cool. 62 yeah right so so these would work for armada or if oh, nice. you still play um plague fleet sea of blood with the expansions what was the game called man of war play man, man of war, war these work very well for the ah, perfect as well. perfect so, yeah but yeah very very cool i think so mm. it's uh, a really nice range of i stuff. like that they've really honed in on the whole six three mil stuff yeah and not been like oh we'll go to 28 or something like that they've gone no this is what we do well let's mm. hammer this oh that that medieval village i saw that a couple mm. of, a couple of months ago and it's such a good little set oh so many little bits and pieces you in there a lot in there yeah die schweiz a hundred dollar yeah oh very nice i mean 46 Just, by 30 oh. I've been painting those in 28 mil scale. They take bloody ages. Bloody ages. Even faster. Oh, yeah. Paint those with contrast paint. Done in a day. Well, done, it, done in an hour. Done in 10 minutes, I say. That's so what my partner says anyway. So anyway. <laughs> there you go then. Blimey Charlie. Um, but yeah, micro world games. I uh-huh. definitely think people should... Uh, check out smaller scales for bigger games definitely don't don't yeah. get stuck in the idea of doing everything in 28 mil or 75 or whatever gw is up to these days it expands so quickly i can't keep up look at the very small increase your world big ideas small models fit okay. in a pocket yeah uh, It'll, we'll you can get that through security and everyone will be like, oh, it's just lint. <laughs> <laughs> That's some very sharp lint you've got there. Then. Why worry. is it so spiky? It's not a very soft pewter. If you're not going to be able to take over a plane with that, you'll be uh, fine. If you, find, if you find old enough ones, you'll go through and they'll go, are you planning to poison the entire <laughs> flight with lead? Lead poisoning, just put it in the teapot? Dropping models into it, right? yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Right. We'll be back uh, for the news anyway. in just one moment. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs> okay, we're back. And the first bit of news is something we briefly touched on last week. Yes. When Infinity uh, and War Crew have been mentioned by Corvus Belly at Gen Con. Yeah, so... Uh, um... <laughs> the the folks behind Corvus Belly have uh, done their big reveal videos, effectively, for mm-hmm. their two big games. Um, and what's coming throughout the rest of 2023 and into 2024. Uh, on the Infinity side of things, kicking things off, uh, Carlos got very excited um, really? about... <laughs> who would have thought that Carlos <laughs> would get excited about something? <laughs> oh. Um, about a whole bunch of stuff coming to um, Infinity starting with there's going to be a uh, a graphic novel coming down the road which is quite cool alongside things like the operation deck for all your ITS needs and everything like that but um, the graphic novel is going to be called Aftermath Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be a new story set in the Infinity world where I'll be looking to a little bit more of the seedy underbelly of that society which is kind of cool it's a little bit further on than that in the video Mm -hmm. but we'll get to that soon anyway I'll just keep chatting away yeah 
don't worry. I'm going to jump around, don't worry. Yeah, we also have, obviously, all of the stuff that's coming out in terms of reinforcements. So you will have seen that during our theme week where we talked a little bit more about Ensong and what's going on for that. Um, the other, another one Oh my God, is, it's so cute. I'm going to die. Yeah, REM races. So, uh, but actually, we'll talk about Aftermath first. So Aftermath, look, diving into the sort of underworld and everything of uh, the world of Infinity, there's going to be new graphic novel, as you can see there. There's also going to be a limited edition miniature that's going to be coming out, which uh, is sort of determined by one of the uh, sort of antagonists, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say, from the uh, from the upcoming book. Uh, but you'll also see things like those really awesome characters and things that hopefully will find their way into stuff later in the future. That'd be very cool. Very Street Fighter vibes from these, I would say. <laughs> uh, Maybe may on purpose, I would think. But yeah, very, very nice stuff there on that front. Uh, Rem Racers, as you just saw there, was, was a little, little preview of that. That's going to be coming out uh, later this year in uh, autumn, and it's been designed as a, just a quick, fun family board game for people to dive into and have fun with, which is very nice to see. Um, there was also some additional news coming out for pretty much all the factions to some degree. Mm-hmm. There's going to be new releases for a variety of different ones, so you're about to dive in and pick up new stuff for all of them. Um, whether or not you're playing Infinity or Code 1, there's definitely going to be some options for you there. One of the big ones was the Nomad side of things, mm-hmm. so if you're a furry fan, <laughs> nope. you get to dive back in with the Nomads and the Pupniks, which is very cool. Uh, so you get to run around with some fun little creatures. Hey, uh, who, ne- who needs Toha when you have these? That's what Carlos <laughs> would say. <laughs> Oh, that's that's harsh for the two half fans. All three of them, <laughs> all three of them that are left will be up in arms. Yeah, uh, there's also going to be a new Dire Foes box as well, which is what which they're really nice little kind of uh, narrative scenario based stuff that they do, uh, which will focus on two key characters going up against each other, fighting over another. Um, uh, sort of very important person uh, that mm-hmm. you can use as an objective marker in your games, as well as just using it as a nice narrative tool as well. On the Warcrow side of things, and this is one side of things that I think a lot of people were very interested in, uh, Hupu was talking about uh, what's coming up for that. Uh, so everybody knows that Warcrow Adventures, which is the sort of board game, is going to be coming out very soon. Uh, it's going to be the big adventure-style game that you're about to dive into as a dungeon-diving experience. Very, very nice. But these were the first look at the starter factions that are going to be popping up as part of the Warcrow war game that they're doing. Uh, so you saw the warbands there for the Northern Tribes, which are their Corvus Belly take on Orcs, which are lovely. Uh, and also the Hegenomy of Embersig, which is your sort of human, elven, dwarven alliance. Essentially, you're good guys, for want of a better word, I guess you'd say, but that's subjective. I don't have to paint the stripy trousers, I will go blind. <laughs> well, eh, p- painting stripes isn't as hard as you think, Justin, nowadays. So, but, uh, but yeah. You could always just Put them all in lovely big blue pants if you wanted. That would be nice. But anyway, that's what's coming for the starter sets uh, for both of these um, later on uh, in 2024. They're going to be doing demos and looks at the game and previews throughout all the rest of 2023. 2024 then switches over to them looking towards presenting the game to more people. So we're going to get, as you can see there, the game presentation at Adepticon, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where it will first get its big shebang. Uh, I'd imagine we'll probably be talking to Corvus Belly around that point and doing some Mm -hmm. stuff with them. That could be kind of cool. And then, as you can see, going on sale, sale at Gen Con Mm -hmm. in August, which is pretty cool. So unlike... Exactly one year out. Yeah. So unlike uh, Adventures, which was kickstarted, looks like we're going to be getting this straight uh, into shops, which is very nice. Uh, but yeah, the old Ratile. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely worth. 
yeah definitely worth watching both of the videos and having a look at them uh carlos goes into a little bit more detail has some jokes and fun with all the stuff for infinity and hoopoo talks more about uh what's coming up in terms of game mechanics as well uh so she goes into detail about movement and dice and all that kind of thing so if you've not looked at war crow before it's definitely worth having a watch of this in some of her previous videos she's also talked about a little bit more about the background, um, where they want to take the game over the last over the next little while um, as part of this Whispers of Lindworm series, which is very cool. Um, so if you are somebody who maybe looked at Warcraft Adventures and thought it was very nice uh, and wants to know more about the war game, definitely check this out and then check out the rest of her series as well because it's a, a very nice insight into their development of the game and the world and everything else. And because it's Corvus Belly, um, they obviously put that level of polish on absolutely everything they do. So, yeah going to be amazing yeah. the only thing i'm mildly iffy on is just the number and variation of the symbol dices within the game but again right. that's, you need that's to lean forward so people at home can hear what you're oh on. sorry <laughs> sorry it was the the number and type of dice sorry i didn't realize oh, yeah. it was that far back the uh yeah <laughs> it was like it, an just, echo. it always throws me just a little bit yeah the <laughs> the dice are the exact same dice as the ones they're using in the um dungeon game. Yeah. so uh once you've you've seen that it's yeah, it's a set style of dice for both both mm. systems, and you know you'll you'll know that. But, yeah, a I mean, hopefully a, a crit is a crit type yeah. of thing. So hopefully, as uh, hopefully as people get set into Walker Adventures, it'll mean it'll be a really nice transition between mm. one game into the other, which would be very cool. But there we go. So yeah, more stuff coming up from Infinity and Warcrow. Definitely go and check out what they have to say about those yeah. games. There, there's a ton of stuff there, so much so that yeah. Um, couldn't even touch the sides on that. No. I'll definitely have a look at the videos, but yes. you'll, you'll see. There's only so many times but my fingers compress print screen. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very true. Um, speaking of screen gaming, mm. uh, Mantic have announced a bit more about yeah. what's coming for their version of Worms. Yeah, so um, get powder for it. You may have seen our interview with um, Ronnie from UK Games Expo where we talked about Worms. He let loose a little bit more than he should have done because we had the chat <laughs> earlier and he was like, I don't know how much I can tell you. And I just went, tell us more. And he went, okay. So <laughs> I don't know <laughs> there we go. I can tell you. I tell you everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, as, as Jerry said, they've been diving into some blogs um, talking about where they're going to be taking Worms, the board game, in the near future. It's going to be coming to Kickstarter. It should be Kickstarting in the summer. So it doesn't give them, give them too long mm -hmm. uh, to get this out there. But I'm sure it'll be coming out towards the end of August. Um, they are trying to bring the Worms experience to the tabletop. Um, so similar to playing Worms on PC or console, or whatever, you're going to be getting a team of Worms. They will have access to all sorts of wild and wacky weapons, and you will be trying to take out your opponents in as many zany ways as possible in order to be the last team zany. standing. <laughs> wacky. Who would have thought it? Um Everything that you would think would be in a Worms game is there. So mines, destroyable terrain, crates that drop from the sky, med packs, all the zany weapons, bazookas, shotguns, prods. I'm Concrete sure donkey? Pod. Concrete donkey. They're going to have super weapons. They've got the baseball bats. They've got everything else you could think of. They've also said that they're going to implement the kind of sudden death mechanics that a lot of people used to have in the, the, I think it's slightly more of the older Worms games, where like floods will happen and all that kind of thing. So I would imagine tiles are going to go missing and worms are going to fall into the sea and all sorts of different things like that. Um, so it looks very, very cool. We got a sort of early look at some of the miniatures that they're going to be working on. So these are some of the renders. They have shown a few more off on their blog over yeah. the sort of tail end of this week, I think it was. But this is a nice little look at what they do. Um, Mantic have always done really good stuff with their licensees. I think anyone who's played uh, The Walking Dead 
or Hellboy would agree. Mm. Uh, and there's a, a good pedigree behind this one as well. So uh, I'm sure uh, alongside Team 17, they're going to be producing something really fun for people to dive into and have fun with. And as I say, going to Kickstarter in the near future. So keep an eye out for that one if you are a Worms fan. Um, I think some of the charm of this is going to be in the kind of zany family game vibe uh, where you just sit down and have some fun and uh, curse dad or mum oh, for you, uh, blowing you for, nu- yeah. Yeah, for nuking you. <laughs> I can make or, friends and alienate people. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's interesting because whenever they said they were doing worms, the initial thing I was thinking of was destructible terrain. Mm. How are they going to do that? Because the whole point of worms was knocking away and chipping away at the land beneath people. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when the water's exposed, you push them in. It's just nothing mm-hmm. better than going up just going prod. Boink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're all dead now. And the way they've done it is uh, stacked layers of hex tiles. Mm-hmm. So things explode and as they explode then you remove a tile and it uncovers more ground below blah 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 blah, blah until eventually if you hit white then uh or tabletop in this case then uh unlucky you're dead so um, play it on a blue mat that, yeah that would be the best <laughs> way to do it and just get a water mat uh, yeah oh yeah maybe they'll do a game mat that'll be just be blue there you go. Oh. i love that the wind direction is still in there as well yes so you can have those moments where you fire a bazooka and then it just and it flies straight back, back in your you. face yeah. <laughs> I, and i assume that's what the um yeah the d12 Promise, is I never did as well that. But the yeah, you, you clearly knew your maths very yeah. well, Justin. But so. the yeah. I won't no, say I there's around about fifty, like maybe it might be forty-seven odd worms that they've worked on so far. Mm. Maybe more being added, but they're not specific. So it's it's more a case of here's how you identify your units, your squad, the boys from the dwarf, whatever it happens to be. But uh, they'll just be little clip rings, you know, with the um, coloured, you know, so yeah. you've got red team, yeah. green team, whatever. So it's really mm-hmm. just a case of pick the worm that you like. The The weapon they happen to be carrying doesn't really have any impact on what you're doing in the game. Yeah, because you can switch to everything, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you just find the ones yeah. that look coolest. I, I really like the idea yeah. of them giving you a, a a pad of paper with the game where you can write your team and you can put your team name in all the different characters because that's one of the coolest things about worms and then you could like mark off their victories and their losses and stuff you don't really just do that with a piece of paper but obviously it'd be nice to have a nice little kind of character sheet there the whole time going i'm steady as a rock yeah every time you know, whenever one of my tweets <laughs> yeah put in the little worms quiddies that they yeah. do whenever they activate i also would love there to be stretch goals for grave markers so that you can put little graves mm. you know, where the worms are, where the oh, worms when they die. I'd yeah. be very surprised if they don't. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're you've got to do that. Yeah, I'd love a stretch goal just for a random lemming miniature. Mm. <laughs> An added lemming. <laughs> poor, poor lemmings. I'd be fascinating to see where they go with it anyway in the long run. Yes. Um, and on the subject of licenses, apparently when they were over at Gen Con, they were having a little chat with Skybound about possibly revisiting The Walking Dead, Ooh. getting a new license, and for, they didn't do the Commonwealth when they had it the first time round. Mm-hmm. So potentially that and we have the, the new daryl dixon series coming out soon where it's him in france yeah i don't care about that because that's got nothing to do with skybound and and oh yeah because that's, that's, that's the tv series, TV series comics. so they, they don't uh, have yeah, any yeah, access yeah. to any of that uh, but, but it isn't that does mean that walking dead's back well still in the zeitgeist guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 very true so time will tell um yeah. it'd be nice Although, if they, i miss all out work it was a great game it's, it's, oh, it's fantastic. I'm mm. glad I have the comprehensive set of everything, yeah. but from people who aren't me, um, <laughs> it's it's a really good system, and I'd, I'd be surprised if they don't get the Walking Dead license and come back to it. Mm. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't reappear at some point as a, uh, a different oh. game with that mechanic, because the, the game itself was just really slick. 
Although yeah, if they do get it and go back to Kickstarter, I mean, we all saw how crazy it went the first time on Kickstarter with the amount That's of stuff true. you got. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good times mm-hmm. in a can. Right. Mm-hmm. Up next. <laughs> Look, it's some post-apocalyptic type of uh, driving game. There, it's there. almost it's almost like we maybe we, this was all married together somehow. Um, so this uh, is actually a game by someone that um, actually helps out with salute quite a lot. Uh, it, this will mean nothing to anybody, um, but Mac helps us loads with stuff for salute all the time. Uh, and so this is a game that's been uh, been done by him f- alongside Findoria Games. Uh, and this is a game called The Last Drifters, uh, which is a post-apocalyptic car game objects in the rear view may kill you i love it uh so this is a new game from a relatively new company they do have another game that they're working on that's going to be coming to kickstarter in the near future which is very Mm -hmm. cool uh but this is for you to get your matchbox cars or maybe your micro world cars it looks like Uh, herbie took some acid yep (laughs) or something worse probably herbie went bananas yeah this is what happens whenever you put biodiesel in your car folks (laughs) Uh, uh, so this is a game where you can customize and build your rigs and your cars however you like uh, in terms of complexity compared to other games out there uh, they said it's not as detailed as something like Car Wars uh, it sits more around the Gaslands level but a lot simpler than that so it's been designed for sort of party pick up and play style games obviously that means it's great for things like conventions and stuff so mm-hmm. it's probably where that's come from i would guess um there's also three modes of play for you to dive into and have fun within the game as well uh, there's a 1v1 which is your standard game where you just play against each other there's multiplayer brawls so you can have loads of teams or you could just have loads of people playing as individual groups battling each other on the tabletop and then there's also and this one's my favorite mm. the destruction derby where you literally just drive around smashing up as many cars as possible to see if you're the last one standing which i think is possibly the way that everybody should play this game every single time so yeah <laughs> very cool yeah i yeah. think this would be great as like a con game because you yes. can literally yeah. have a stand with a crap load of matchbox cars mm-hmm. a crap load of bits and find you what you take part you have <laughs> to do up your own car yeah. and put it on the table that could be cool and i love the idea of it, it away with you if you did it as the destruction derby you could have it as derby you could have it as the arena not mm-hmm. not the town of derby <laughs> yeah you could have not the that. you could have the arena and you could have ramps on the side of it and when you come in as like a new person your car drives down the ramp and then drives into the arena that could be pretty cool and all that kind of thing but yeah well you could actually have it you have different types of entrance and you have to yeah randomly generate so you could be coming Ooh. in off a ramp to maybe drop down and body slam someone yeah, or, or, or like drop from the back of like a yeah, or like drop off, a, off out of a helicopter or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or you'll find that'll you do a lot of damage to your car. <laughs> you may not survive. Yeah. There's some interesting concepts in the game. So um, your cars have drivers and passengers. Uh, you use kind of um, a dice from the bag mechanic. So when you're you're activating, a, you draw a dice. If it's your color, you get to choose. Is it the driver? In which case, the driver can do little drivey things like side slips, but like a turn, sharp turns, whatever that you've seen there. Nice. Um, or you can choose to activate a passenger to fire some of the weapons that you've strapped on the side of it. <laughs> uh, so, and once every, you know, every car, passenger and driver has activated, then that's the end of a turn and back in you go. So, um, even though a car may be languishing behind, uh, it, it, it may, you know, it may be better for it to unload with all of it than drive in front and get shot in the back itself. Mm. Um, and then you also have to, you can map things like um, oil leaks and little f- flames kicking off and stuff like that. That's so cool. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's some nice concepts behind it. I like the, I like the the idea because you've got your sort of stock cars where you can just go. I'm just going to play with this, or you can go. Well, here's really the car. Customize it. I'm going to take and then you know up armor it with just these guns off it. I like that. Or yeah. give the passenger shotgun or whatever it happens. To be. <laughs> you've you've got options in there to to mess around with it to a greater or lesser extent depending on how much you want to do to it i'm uh, fairly sure that any game that doesn't allow you to have a shotgun isn't worth having to be honest yeah uh, I, I, <laughs> and their motorbikes as well yeah. if you're using a diecast car though you could strap some magnets onto it and have it that as you're driving around you can drive over power-ups to get weapons and that would be cool yeah there's a lot of stuff it's interesting um to see where where max gone with it it's mm. It was one of these. You've seen the little template there for the turning. Um, that that template is is a one template. The game only uses one template. Yeah, it that does everything. It as, it? Yeah. as simple yeah. as possible. Um, the cars themselves have a, a bit more complexity to them, and then sort of tracking. So you know, you do your little car sheet off, and then laminate it, and then you can just fill in all the the blanks with uh, overhead projector pen, and away you go. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, keen to see what the book is like when I finally yeah. get it wherever it's being printed and sent from yeah because you can get it digitally as Jerry was showing off there you yeah. can get it softback or hardback I, I will say because so, yeah. they all come from the same place which is that drive through people yes um, if you buy the physical book you get the PDF for free which is brain, no. I own a digital version of the PDF. Yeah. It's not through choice. Obviously. Yeah, Jerry didn't do that you. by choice. Yeah. It, it was, I want the book. It's going to take like 18 days to arrive. <laughs> Maybe, who knows, it might come sooner, but uh, you know, I'll get the PDF at the same time. However, it's for some unknown reason, it's, it's an option. So you can buy the physical book without the PDF. Seems like a waste. Some people Maybe. don't have hard drive space, I guess. I mean, yeah, uh, give me yeah. that. Could be that. Yeah. I mean, some people, too, some people's computers have exploded. Well, well, some people true. just yeah. hit iPads. Hi, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's never going to happen. Yeah. Not, no, not ever. Yeah. Not giving I anything money. <laughs> they are the worst <laughs> people in the world. Oh, my God. But yeah. Jesus. Anyway, uh, happier things, though. Mm, yes. Moving to the world of pulp and awesomeness. Mm. Oh, you know how crooked dice. I do tend to go back Not into people's childhoods and uh, mine them for nostalgia and make you go, well, I need that now. Um, yes, they yes. have a feature pack that is available right now no. to pre-order called Manta Ray 5. And you have to say this, Manta, Manta, na 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 na. <laughs> uh, because this is a new uh, book that's coming out that is very very similar to something that was done by Jerry Anderson back in the day. Stingray. Stingray. It's like it's Stingray. How Stingray. cool is that? Oh, my God. Stingray. Yes. Look at them. He's a boss. He's a world yes. security patrol officer right there. Look it's at him. Look so at him. God. Oh. Uh, so they're going to be doing a program guide that will come with a sort of three campaign scenario for you to dive into, all tied into the rules from the new 7TV book. On top of that, you get to access a whole range of miniatures for both the mm-hmm. M-A-N-T-A matter forces uh, alongside the Nautican Empire which you have to say like that or you go blah 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 that's probably how they speak yeah um, so you go how dare you my mother was a saint <laughs> uh, so you've got two sets of miniatures there that are going to be great for playing out your different uh, campaign games and obviously you could use them further afield as well um, obviously the Manta forces look really cool 
very in keeping with the the sort of classic look from the the, the show that this is based on. Uh, yes. It sort of takes inspiration from. You've even got the grizzled commander leading the way for there as well, which is really cool. Um, so a nice little set there on the Nautican Empire side of things. Obviously, they're blue here, which makes sense for mm. the sea, but you could paint them green. You could paint them green and have fun. Nobody can the stop the you. guy on the far right just looks confused about why he's there. Why am I here? I is can't that... fight them. I, oh, you've so given me a stick. I'm going on an outing, but I don't know why I'm here and why I'm holding this spiky thing. Why? That's exactly how he sounds, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's an aquaphobium uh, for you. You've got the, the sort of leader there at the front with his sort of conch shell and his pyjamas on. Uh, and then you've got the rest of the crew there as well, uh, wearing their classic looking outfits, which mm. are very nice. And the, I, as some as someone said in the comments of the news post, hey, it looks like they're all wearing rubber gloves on their heads, which I thought was quite mm. funny. So and clearly to determine rank, you're high enough rank, you're allowed to wear trousers. That, yeah, that's probably what it means. Yeah, actually, I think. Pretty much. <laughs> Tridents of your low ranks, then you get a, a harpoon gun if you're slightly higher, and then you get to wear trousers. Finally, get to wear trousers if you get to that higher rank. So yeah, very cool. Oh, do vehicles. Because <laughs> vehicles would be nice. Yes. Also, Maria Aquamarina. Yeah, that'd be cool. I imagine there will be. It's got to be interesting to see. Yeah. Be. But pre-orders are available now. Go and check it out. It's amazing. The people at Crooked Eyes are great. And if you don't like that. You could always go and pick up some of their not Captain Scarlet stuff, which is equally That's as amazing. Bum, 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 bum. Which is the best of those puppet-based shows. Very much I say so myself. Yeah, yeah, well, you're correct. Yeah. Twice. You've got, you got, you got Captain Scarlet. every week. Captain Scarlet, Thunderbirds, Stingray. Oh, and then, no. And then, and then off the screen is like Joe 90 or something. Like Did, what? Okay, <laughs> <Jerry>. <laughs> You, you're disappointed in Ben now. Let me know your rankings in the comments. Oh. <laughs> Don't do it, folks. Don't do it. It's a trap. Thunderbirds. Clearly a trap. Wouldn't even feature. Oh, what? Space Precinct would be up there before Thunderbirds. I mean, that is pretty good. To be fair, the Thunderbirds yeah. were better acting, less wooden. <laughs> Space Precinct, but, you know. A little more plastic then. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. anyway. Right. Yes. Uh, enough of that. We have one more piece of news. Yes, we've got, no, two well, we've got a couple more, couple more, but they're all tied together into one Mortal Realmsy Games Workshopy salad. Um, <laughs> a salad of convenience. Uh, the first of these <laughs> is disappointment, probably. <laughs> the last, the first of these, sorry, is a look at the last previews for the Cities of Sigma before they get their launch box coming out in the near future. Uh, so we've got a look at a whole range of new miniatures to sort of cap off the range, fill it with new characters and all that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the models in particular was this Free Guild Cavalier Marshal that you see there. I like it. Very cool. I like the idea. Too cluttered, perhaps, but otherwise quite nice. Um, he, he looks okay I, to me for clutter. Yeah, it's just, there's just a lot of things to paint. That's, I think, the oh, thing. Oh, that, that's the complaint. Yeah. Okay, now yeah. I get you. Yeah, uh, but uh, really nice looking pose for the horse. I like that it's just a normal horse. Mm. That's also great. It's madness. In fact, it's weird that the Mortal Realms has normal horses. There we go. They do. <laughs> no, the the eyes are red. That's clearly some form of demon horse. Uh, oh yeah, it's not it's not called something like an Aquinas or something, and it's got like four limbs on the other side or something like that. It's I don't totally know. possible. It's just stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, well, if you have to live in the mortal realms, realms, I think being high may help. That yeah, that's true. Uh, hey, so got, man. 
<laughs> I mean, if if it was stone cold sober and it saw a demon, it's going to look at it and go, yeah, I'm not going near that, man. I am That's not true. going near that. I don't know what you're on about. What? Just, what's, okay, what? Okay, you smoke. Yeah. Okay, I'm smoking this. It looks friendly now. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so you've got the Cavalier Marshal there that leads the cavalry options for the City of Sigmar. You've then got another big um, character. So this is Pontifex Zenestra, who is one of the sort of faith leaders for the City of Sigmar. What's really cool about this model, and you can't see it from this one in particular, but it was in some of the other previews and things, is that you've got um, Pontifex Zenestra there at the front, sort of gestizing towards what's in front of her and getting people ready to charge into battle and all that kind of thing. But on the reverse of this, there is an, a weird version of her mm. that's on fire. Sure. Um, which is very she's grim dark. <sighs> that's how healing works. Yeah. Oh, the guy at the back was a bit miffed. I was going to say, like, what It's because he has to look at the burning version of her. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You, uh, you think he would swap with the guy with the hood? Well, yeah. the, the other thing is, he's catching all the smoke out of those sensors. That's true. He's uh, got to be tired of smelling that safe like, right now. It's like being in body shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many scents overwhelming me. <laughs> I like yeah. how the, uh, the front of the um, chair has got Piling the heads. And then the back is on the back has got the bums. I will say, if you are someone who likes the grotesques and the gargoyles and all that kind of stuff, they have worked that so much into this new Cities of Sigma line. Mm -hmm. It's very um, Mordheim in that respect. Where I think we looked at the last set of these that were done, which are the kind of Pathfinder scouts. Mm -hmm. We saw the little dude that was like a little tiny head in a sock and stuff. They've done loads more of those that are dotted onto bases and all sorts of different things. So they're really sort of latching onto that aesthetic and pulling it forward into the mortal realms, which I think is a really cool idea. Uh, But yeah, so she's the matriarch matriarch of the Great Wheel, forever turning. She happens to have a small pet demon. Yeah, happens to have a small pet demon. At at some point, somebody should really explain that if they get another three of these and put the <laughs> here, she can roll for here, here. It will make life I much am the leader easier. of the cult of the wheel, but we do not use them because they are yeah. holy. The wheel is heresy. Yeah. Uh, we also got the command core box as well. So this is, um, if you think sort of Astra Militarum and you have the idea of like lots of people as part of like a staff that would fight into the Ether Commander or something, these are the kind of characters that would be fighting in a kind of fantasy version of that. So you've got the, uh, at the if we start at the top and go round, so mm-hmm. we have that chap there who is the Arc Knight, um, much like with a bunch of other miniatures in this range and including the ones that you see here, they have lots of, <laughs> that is you, maybe. Uh, they have different uh, head and weapon options and all that kind of thing. So you don't have to have this guy with the big bear helm and the axe. You could switch it around and have him with a sword and a, and a full helm and all that kind of thing. So he's your Ark Knight. So he's your guy who's going to be fighting on the front ranks with all the rest of your foot soldiers. You've then got the Whisper Blade, who is very, very thin um, and is giving me serious confrontation vibes. I was going to say, uh, I am that uh, figure from Ragnarok yes. already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see th- this group is almost, you know, the meme of the party swearing themselves to avenge, you know, a party member's fallen brother. True. You've got yes. the berserker going, you shall have my axe and my blade. And then the yes. necromancer steps up and goes, and your brother. And, and she, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, very true. So you've got the Arc Knight there, which is your foot sort of getting stuck in, hitting people with axes. You've got the Whisper Blade, who's going to be your assassin character, sneaking around the back, stabbing people uh, and all that kind of stuff. You've then got, and this is, these are the cool ones. So this is the Soul Shepherd. Yep, and, and there's the your co- brother. 
Uh, yeah, and the Corpus Somni. Um, so the Soul Shepherd, uh, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, the worship of more and all that kind of things is a little bit squiffy in the mortal realms. It's not quite as you might have imagined in the old the old world. Uh, so they are there to make sure that those faithful warriors that step out into these grand campaigns to you know forge new cities in the mortal realms, if their souls get taken by all the beasts that live out there, don't worry. We'll look after them and we'll make sure they're safe. And uh, there'll be all sorts of tinctures and sensors and everything that'll make sure that your soul is taken to the right place and not given over to Nagash or something more nefarious. Uh, and yes, there is also a weird piping zombie man, yeah. which is but just Bobby so Charlton needs to just lose that comb over. It's gone, <laughs> mate. Just cut it exactly. off. Uh, yeah. Again, this is the thing. Whenever you're losing your hair, folks, just finish it off. Yeah. Give your head, grow a beard, you'll look better. <laughs> and again, very Mordheimy vibes. Mm. Even getting that from the war surgeon. He even has a weapon with the word Sigmar inscribed on it, which is just so in keeping with that kind of old classic style. Um, very similar to most medics in, in war games. Mm. Um, your leg's a little bit hurt. I'll just cut it off. I'm sure we can use it later. Uh, or feed it to the Gargoyleans, which are the, the, char- the creature that you see above you. So you've got also got the uh, the the Great Herald with the um, the battle standard at the ready uh, alongside the Gargoyleon there that you can see, which again sort of references the different types of creatures that come along on these great campaigns. No one's quite sure where they come from. Are they heresy? Who knows? Probably. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yes, <laughs> I mean, it's if they're eating from. the leftovers on the battlefield, keeping it clean. I'm not yeah, that's clear. true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the everything you see here is going to be coming out uh, in the near future. We're obviously going to get the launch set first, which will be released fairly soon by Games Workshop. By all accounts, they have pushed back uh, Legions Imperialis to mm-hmm. later in the year, which I assume is going to make way for things like this free guild release and also the inevitable Space Marine releases that we're going to be getting soon as well that would have been shown off with the Tyranids a couple of weeks ago and that kind of thing, but obviously the Tyranids won, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and you've also got this big cannon because, of course, you need a big, great cannon in your Empire army. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, of course, they've done what they've done with all the rest of these sort of range weapons from this particular set of models and their aesthetic and built those big gun shields and stuff on the front of them uh, to sort of pervases, if you will, mm. to kind of keep the weapons and the crews safe. Uh, I would also say probably not advisable to drink and fire cannons, but uh, maybe that guy needs to with all those strange things coming towards them. In, Thirsty uh, Park. In the, in yeah, the mortal so realms. message Jerry. of the day, don't drink in cannon. <laughs> don't drink in cannon, yes. <laughs> or if you are, make sure that nobody sees you. Mm. So, yeah. Some that's cool why, stuff that's why they've got the shields there to hide behind. Yes, to hide behind us, they have a drink. <laughs> Clever. So yeah, uh, Battle Tome, City of Sigmar coming out soon. That the first pers- the first place to get that will be within the launch box, which, as I say, is coming in the near future. Although, of course, with all of these things, if you don't have the funds to get it now or whatever, or you want to dive into this range, uh, but you don't particularly want to spend loads on a launch box, just wait. It'll all come out in the near future anyway. All of it does. Um, so you're, you're not in a hurry to get these if you don't want them. But if you do want to play them at the moment, then of course, it's a good option to go and get them. But there we go. Mm. So yeah, very cool. So yeah, uh, we're finding out Sweet. more about them in the near future, I would guess. Very Sweet nice. to the beat. Yes. And then we cap things off. Uh, so if anybody who has been uh, watching Warhammer TV, probably just me. Here, just you. Probably, yes. <laughs> I, I still just don't you. see it as being worth it. It's not worth it, but there we go. I have it for research purposes. <laughs> uh, I should probably put it as a business expense, but there we go. Um, so the Black Talon series follows Neve Black Talon and her 
Black Talons, who are a series Hello. of uh, knight, knightly hunters from within the Stormcast Eternals that get sent out by the God King Sigmar to rid the mortal realms of particular nefarious creatures and characters and basically like make sure that everything's elves. working behind the scenes. There even are some watery racist elves. Um, so yes, this is all the characters from the animated show now realized as plastic models. Um, a lot of people might remember that Neve Black Talent already had a miniature that came out a couple of years ago now as part of a kind of themed box where she was fighting against the forces of Nurgle. Uh, she's also had books before in the past as well, which are really, really worth, well worth reading. Uh, the Neve Black Talent book, First Mark, is a very, very good look at um, psychology of Stormcast Eternals and what it's like to be a warrior that can't die uh, and has to perpetually keep fighting for something they potentially don't believe in, which I think is very, very cool. Um, and it, it's definitely worth looking at, especially if you have maybe looked at Stormcast Eternals in the past and gone, ah, they're just all faceless drones that fight for the God King. This sort of takes you in a different direction, which I think is very nice. Obviously, going back to the models, Neve gets a brand new model, as you can see there, uh, sort of, um, holding our axes forth, ready to um, get everybody else to charge into the action and kick ass and take names. But then you also have a couple of additional models as well. So you've got Hendrik the Silver Wolf, who is her sort of mentor and sort of tactician and strategist that helps her with her various uh, missions. You've also got Shakana Goldenblade, who is the sniper and scout of the group. Uh, again, very much going into that kind of D&D &D role of who's what in the party, I suppose. Uh, but she is going to be scouting ahead and using her... Um, her weaponry to sort of watch over you. And then last but not least, you have Rostus Oxenhammer, who is your berserker and your sort of big badass paladin that steps into the breach and beats up everybody and uh, sort of, you know, breaches doors and smashes things to pieces and all sorts of things. As like, So you've got all the different characters that you would have expected from uh, the Black Talent series. And then capping things off, there is also Lorai, Child of the Abyss, who is a uh, Ideneth Deepkin that is part of Black Talon's uh, unit. She is the one that sort of teleports them into different realms and makes sure that they get where they need to. But also she is a deadly combatant in her own right, using her water magic to kill everything that comes near her, uh, using the Aether Sea to drown you while you walk on the land. Nah. <laughs> But yes, uh, <laughs> a nice collection. Uh, I don't think I need to add the yeah. There we go. But there we go. Uh, so this is a new nice collection of miniatures. Uh, there's no uh, word on exactly what game they're going to fit into. I would assume they're going to get um, rules for playing them in Warhammer Age of Sigmar, probably just as a unit, I would guess. Um, but I would love to see these in something like Warcry um, or Warhammer Underworlds. That could be fun to see them going into that as well. Uh, there's lots of potential for them there. But mm. quite a surprise. Nobody thought these were going to be coming. Here they are, looking very nice. Very cool. Very Just nice. like Thank Mattel you. intended. Right. <laughs> Enough of the news. We should take a little break. And when we return, we'll be wrapping up the show. Okay, we are back. End of the show. It can mean only two things. Kickstarter campaigns and 3D Ooh. printing. <gasps> I believe we're starting with 3D printing in a shock yeah. to no one at all. <laughs> you so would have what, seen the sting. <laughs> what have you discovered uh, for us? So this is a uh, miniaturas esepinion. <laughs> Easy, impressive. Easy <laughs> Bless you. 
Zipion, I'm going to say. That's probably how it's said. Sure. Uh, so this is a, uh, a creator over on uh, my, my mini factory, but they've also done loads of other stuff in the past as well. They have done uh, different projects and Kickstarter and all that kind of thing as well. And in similar vein to what we've had a look at previously uh, throughout the show, to kind of nail that kind of grim, dark vibe. They have a very nice collection of different miniatures that you could be used to represent characters in all sorts of games like the Mortal Realms and Warhammer, or you could go even further. A lot of these could be really fun to start looking at for conversions for things like the Doomed or Forbidden Psalms and everything else in between, mm. which I think is quite nice. Uh, the, the the chap who's behind this, who has, who's brought all this to life, has worked for loads of different country, uh, countries, <laughs> companies over the years, including the likes of Games Workshop. So that's sort of informed a lot of the design choices and things. I think you can, I think you can see. What I really like about it, though, as well, is that there's definitively this kind of... Um, fantasy vibe to everything but a lot of it has also got this kind of fantasy but with a heavy dose of historics built on top of it at the same mm. time like that dude there who was just like oh yeah come get me man i got my two swords and i'm ready to play right fight me yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> here to save your yeah. village from what sir from us <laughs> which i think is just uh, really he cool. is in the actor's pose yeah what he's doing there. Yeah, i love the look of the tire yeah, they've got a really nice little bit to train as well and everything of these. Mm. But um, but yeah, there's a really good selection of stuff in here that could be very, very nice for people who want to do fantasy stuff, of course, sort of take things in that kind of fantasy medieval direction. Maybe you're playing something like Ranges of Shadow Deep. I think a lot of these kind of foot troops and stuff would be really nice to have on side as kind of um, followers for your particular rangers. Maybe you'd even find a few of these that would work really well as Knights of Alador. Like that chap at the front would be a very cool sort of ranger style to go with, uh, especially with the kind of wilderness vibe that you get from the Shadow Deep as well would be very nice, but uh, very, very cool indeed. And I like that the end of the sword has been snapped off so that it will sit uh, lovely with the base. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's plunged into the ground. Yes, yeah. I will stand here and you will fight me. I will go, I mean, you will go no further. I will say, yeah. with the style, they all just look like horrible bastards. They they do look like horrible bastards, yes. Can put them <laughs> on a segue. You guys <laughs> Uh-huh. The control for well, it. that's the next doomed conversion sorted. Mm. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, saw driven Segway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, loads of really cool characters. There's loads of undead and everything in between. I really like the idea of you're going to do something kind of Knights Templar esque. You could mm. use a lot of these and then have these as the maybe the first of the crusaders that headed off into the holy lands and they found something dark and deadly beneath the surface of the sands and has turned them into undead fiends beneath the temple of solomon in the temple i believe believe there was a whole book written about that Uh, and then possibly and then stolen and turned into a tom hanks film there we go yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) by the way Um, that's that's not how you use a crossbow I was, gonna say, I was gonna say it looks like he shot himself yep. but he is cross uh, and he does have a bow this is true but that and you know he's he's maybe just reloading return to sander yeah i mean look at that as a charging that's awesome knight that's so cool oh lloyd's gonna love this no bat wings no bat wings yeah lots of filigree but no bat yeah wings. i like the um the fleur de lis uh across mm, yes that's a nice, nice little, little touch yeah the other thing that's really cool. The other thing that's really cool about these is that a lot of people, well, 
a lot of a lot of people in the past have played around with the Bretonians mm. and done this idea of like the Bretonians, but what if the vampires were there? And there isn't I think there's an, there is an order of knights in the old Bretonian law that was a vampire lord or something. I think it's one of the dukes. Yeah. Um so you could play around with that idea and, and sort of bring that into your games. I think that could be really fun. Really then you've got the kind of twisted uh, um fleur de lis design and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I wasn't exactly sure who is it. Someone is that someone you know, Jerry? It, it looks like Rick Gahar from Lady Hawk. Oh, oh, there we. Of course it is. Of course it is. I now realise from the. Which means oh. is there is there Lady Hawk um, and Matthew? I can't remember what Matthew Broderick's character was called. No, anyway. they do a hanged man. They do What's a hanged man. Wrong way up there. Or poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> his name's quite... poor guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, they're cute. Yes. I think it's another the bell on the back of the mule. Yeah, well, it sucks yeah. to be that mule, huh? Yeah. Don't worry, you can I replace it with, they haven't stole it from the Holy Land. You can replace it with a giant skull instead, which is no better. Yeah. I like the idea of having the skull on the ground, though, and then everybody questioning why it has to be chained chain, down. Chained down every night. <laughs> Does I it like fly? the little cooking pot. Yes, mm. just a nice little thing that sort of gets added into games. So even if you're going to be using these for something role-play based and you want to use miniatures and game mats and things like that, you've got some fun little bits and pieces. Made a game, because it looks like it's made a game. Looks like yeah. it, yeah. Vespers of Sorrow, Castilla Oscura, starter set. The English versus Spanish. So yeah, definitely so yeah. that's what you think. Cool. Yeah. So you've got like a nice little runaround there. Mm-hmm. All right, I like the fact that he's actually done a game with it. Yeah. But is that a physical product? There, so well, it's on my mini factory. Who knows? Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, lots of really nice little bits and pieces in here. Uh, as Jerry, uh, as Jerry, as Justin was pointing out, there's also some oh pyramid head, got yeah. distracted. But uh, in addition to all that, there's also some really nice terrain pieces, as you would have seen um, looking back through the uh, the collection. There's like the the tower and the trees and all those additional add-ons like the hanged man and things as well. Um, so even if you wanted to enhance what you see here and add some terrain onto it to, to make it a little bit 2.5D, you could do, which is quite nice. So. Yeah, the poster's in the starter set, so I don't think it's print and play. It must be, there must be a physical version of this. It is $49.95. So. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe yeah. both. Files, Maybe this is the print and play files, version. Yeah, it's mm. saying add files to cart. So yeah. you're buying the files. Hmm. Time will tell. You never yeah. know your luck. Get down to the comments if you know. Maybe if you've even played the game, that could be cool. Mm. But yeah, I mean, look at that. That's so good. That's very nice. Yeah. Whack some technical paints over that. Make it all grubby. Bob's your uncle. Put it on a nice swampy mat. Yeah. Fanny's your aunt. Away you go. Lovely stuff. Serengeti Lovely swamp donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> what else has he got in here? Got prisoners. All the units. There is again. As well. Look. And he's got Lady Hawk on his arm. It is him. him. It is him. Amazing. Oh, sweet, sweet Look at that charger. Oh, amazing. I will have to hunt out a copy of Lady Hawk. It's been years. I I only watched it for the first time last year. Really? So, yeah. Then you are a child, aren't you? So, <laughs> I mean, you're slightly older than Shay, but I, mean, I haven't really... watched this Lady no, Hawk thing. Course, course I don't not. know what that is. Contains uh, Matthew Broderick, who used to be a person. I don't know who that is either. Uh, uh, the guy um, in the stocks is kind of cool. And then he no longer gets to be uh, an actor. He did Godzilla, and for his crime, <laughs> he was made to Inspector Gadget. Yeah, that's a, a, a take on the classic witch yeah, hunter yeah, from uh, as a Warcraft. fat halfling. As a fat halfling or yeah. a fatling. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, 
looks looks amazing as always from uh, from this collection and mm. it's nice to see some of the uh the finished stuff as well oh, like a dead like roman the, legion, dead roman legion well. is very nice <laughs> there's a lot going on in here isn't there mm. look there's that thing from that game oh the knight from medieval yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. see oh look it's alive again maybe it won't screw up this time <laughs> what's his name sir keevil something like that I don't know. circumference oh, the dungeon master yeah <laughs> circumference <Shut> <laughs> yeah classic dungeon master from the cartoon you could go home but i won't let you <laughs> Most i'm evil here forever children I, I, I promise i haven't kidnapped you and brought you to this world to fight a dragon i promise you haven't <laughs> he should be done for Reckless endangerment of children. That's what he should, <laughs> should be done be. for. No wonder, yeah, think, son, think, no wonder his son Venger ran away from him. Guy was a lunatic. That, that blasted I thing. Think, yeah, he doesn't know the meaning of the words health and or safety. Uh, spoilers <laughs> for Venger. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's some really nice stuff. A really there. nice little yeah, place cool. from there. Very yeah. good, as I say, very good oh, for those people on the place. Coming out the wall. Down a little there. It's the a uh, key keeper emerging ah. from the wall. Very cool. He looks like that. He's got a key. Uh-huh. Doesn't necessarily have to be wall. You can put it on the floor. It could be coming yeah. up out of the basement. Yeah. Welcome to prison. Drags you down. Yeah. yeah. Be cool. You never know your luck. Yeah. But yeah. Be lucky. Uh, it's very nice stuff there. Very good for sort of grim, dark fantasy. Also could be slightly historical if you wanted it to as well, which I think mm. is quite nice. But uh, a good little range there to go and have a look at. Available as 3D prints. And then go and have a look at that game as well. Yeah. Tell us missed, not, actually, that game is a, a thing. What exists? What can be found in the real world with like yeah. stuff and bits? Very Six. nice. Very nice indeed. And no need for a 3D printer, hopefully, Jerry. Yep. See, better again. That's crossed. Mm. Better again. Right. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a look at a couple of Kickstarters. And the first one, yes. I think, is more 3D printing, actually. It is more 3D yeah, printing. Yeah. Yes, you will definitely need the 3D. 3D. Granville. Yeah. You will need a 3D printer for this one. This one is from the folks at Flytrap. <laughs> this one's from Flytrap Factory, uh, which is a excellent little company that does loads of really good stuff uh, and has worked on lots of very nice little kind of bijou projects in the past. Uh, this one's uh, from Anton, looks at uh, drop troopers, the drop automated ranger terminal battle suits and their pilots. Have you ever played Titanfall? Anybody yes, yes no. of course. Yes. Do you like Titanfall and think it's awesome? Well, here are some really wicked mechs that you could use that oh, are very much in area transport. Look at that. Oh, ben, I oh. hate you. My God. Wee. That's so good. So this campaign uh, is sort of building on their Drop Troopers campaign that they worked on previously. This provides you with the option to get five of these five unique 32 millimeter sci-fi mechs and their pilots and i just love the fact that they've got the mechs and the pilots sort of separately if you know what i mean so you can have them running together and then in proper titanfall style you could have one of them pick it up put it inside or something be really cool. oh, so I, keep, I keep meaning uh, to get the second titanfall it's really good very good you should definitely get it um oh, that my reflexes aren't what they used to be uh, just play the campaign. The campaign's the main thing. It's great. So it's a really, and also there's a PVE mode, which is really good fun. Um, okay. Also, think how big that knife is. <laughs> that is a knife for cutting a human in half or stabbing so a mech. You've played knifey, knifey before. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as I say, there are five different mechs for you to choose from alongside their pilots. They all come with different weapon loadouts. So you can actually have them if you're going to do something a little bit cooperative on the tabletop. As being, you could choose your speciality. Do you want to be the guy with the dual guns? Do you want to have the heavy weapon? Do you want to have the knife? All that kind of thing. Play around with some fun rules for that. Try and find a game that works for it. All of these are support are provided as supported and unsupported files, so you can do with with them what you like. You do not get the bases, but you can find bases from anywhere nowadays to suit what kind of game you want to play. If or you want to set out, three D print them. Or just 3D print your bases. Yes. 3D printing anyway. Just throw it on with it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But in addition to the five battle suits that you see there, which I think are reason enough to come and have a look at this campaign, they've also got a load of their previously released drop troopers available as items for you to pick up and add into the mix as well. They, I just think they look so good and so well detailed. They're giving off kind of um, sort of... Space balls. Space, yeah. well, a little bit of space balls. I was going to say anime vibes to them with yeah, those kind of like big helmets that. and stuff to it. I think that's going to be cool. Um, the drop troopers you can get uh, include riflemen, but they've also got specialist weapon, weapon teams, commander units. So you're going to have your machine guns, your mortars, your sniper teams, all that kind of good stuff. So if you're going to be using for something like 40k for example you could easily slot them into that um you know maybe make these your kind of elysian drop troops if you wanted to play around with that kind of idea that could be very cool do some converting for that you've obviously got the little wings on the front of theirs which kind of works a little bit for that kind of aesthetic but obviously it could fit into all sorts of different things imagine these in something like warpath mm-hmm. uh not well firefight i guess <laughs> use these something like firefight make them into your sort of human army i think that'd be really really cool um it's filthy enforcers Healthy enforcers. I, I, and then, I want some head swaps for these. The helmets are just not jiving with me. Uh, yeah. The beauty of 3D printing is maybe you could do a little bit of work and you could do yeah, some yeah. editing if you wanted to, I suppose. And then you've also got your kinetics as well. So again, a little bit like Titanfall. You could have some sort of robots fighting alongside you, have them as kind of like your sort of sidekicks to your big mechs. Maybe the big mechs have a little tiny mech that's kind of like their support um robot and then you have the pilots as well i think that could be very very nice you can play around with those mechanics if you want to try and put some kind of games together but yeah if you are interested in anything kind of titanfall-esque definitely do not miss out on this because i think it looks amazing and at the time you're looking at this there's probably only around three days left on the project Mm -hmm. so you want to be quick off the mark so it is fundlied though it is fun though that's all good and if you love space balls I imagine that's additional armor because, you know, let's face it, being so. shot in the face is always mm. going to be uh, <laughs> an issue at any day and age. Uh, so if you're going to reinforce anywhere, I'd really like more helmet up front, please. So my brain pan holds my brain in. <laughs> that's always good. Yeah. But the See, big uh, thing, they, they, they might be mutated these, so that they need the bigger helmet. Maybe. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. The mechs look fantastic. Oh, the mechs are just so good. Yeah. I know Crispin's been waiting for this for a while. Imagine this. Imagine how many different kind of cool color schemes you could come up with of those. Because you could paint them as like military military style in the green and the brown and that kind of thing, or you could go hog wild with it, throwing loads of different wild colors and all that kind of things. On that subject, based on how center mass of all of them is a drum, (laughs) you'd be going. I'll have my Sprite, my Pepsi, my yes, (laughs) monster Uh, energy. Except they'll try and sue you. Yeah, uh, the corporation wars. The corporation Here we go. wars. There we go. Has to start somewhere, and of course, Heinz big beans. Uh, a beans one would be very good. I like yeah. Uh, what? No spaghettios? 
Nope. Nobody likes oh, spaghetti. Beans all the way. Beans, beans, all the way. beans, beans. But yeah, very cool. Make sure to go and check it out. Nice one. Yeah. So we have one more, more we realistic. Do. One that more I can actually get my hands on. Yeah. Which would be, you know, <laughs> sweet to the base. Uh, yeah. So this is Medbury Miniatures, who we've talked about quite a lot mm-hmm. over the last year or so as they've been developing and expanding their ranges we've talked about them in the context of middle earth but we've also looked at them for historical wargaming and everything like that they do a patreon uh, and a, a tribes where every month you get access to both fantasy and historical miniatures um some of the miniatures that they tested out a couple of months ago were their mm-hmm. vendal era warriors so this is looking back to kind of like the 500 700 ad period yeah, pre-viking uh, Pre-Viking, these are your proto-Vikings almost, you can say. Uh, so this is your Geats and your Swedes, uh, and also the Tales and Times of Beowulf as well, and that is the focus of their new Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, this is a range of models that cover both the fantasy and the historical, uh, based on artwork that comes from um, uh, a lot of great artists. So a lot of, some of their models are actually based on art by J.R. Skelton, but then the rest of their range is actually just drawn from archaeological evidence. One of the interesting things about this particular period, as I was sort of reading up on it, on it is that it's uh, not necessarily something that historians really look at nowadays, because mm. there's not a lot of, to go on in terms of written records, apart from like Beowulf and a couple of other poems and sagas. Yeah. Everything else is very much driven by archaeological evidence. So things like Sutton Hoo and the helmets that they had there and uh, a lot of stuff that was found in Uppsala and stuff like that over in Scandinavia. Mm. Um, And so they've taken that as a sort of guideline in the way that they create the miniatures for this. Uh, They've all been done by Andrew, as you can see there, looking very nice. And for the first time in metal. Metal, like God intended. Yes. Out of your ones and zeros here. I have had my hands on some of these miniatures Mm. and they are lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are absolutely stunning. Most of them are one piece. Occasionally, you get a couple of them where you have to stick swords or shields on and everything ah. like that. Oh but, my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they are a really nice little collection of models. Um, there's a couple of different options for you to dive into. The first of these is the narrative core set. So this gives you characters that are akin to the Beowulf poem. Mm-hmm. So you have characters like Beowulf, of course. You have King Hygelac there. You have Hrothgar whose hall is the one that is haunted by uh, Grendel and Grendel's mother in, in future mm. escapades. And Unferth there, who is the um, the advisor to... Uh... <laughs> Spoilers, Grendel dies. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his arm ripped off, all right? And not by Ray Winston. Uh, you also have Wiglaf there as well, who is uh, Beowulf's erstwhile ally and one of his uh, warriors that comes with him to the Hall of Hrothgar. Mm. But if you want to go beyond that, and you want to start putting together a really fun little uh, skirmishing force, perhaps for a game like Sargo, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get King Hygelac there as well and Beowulf once again, but also you can get loads of other camp- uh, command options, so you can have things like the Hornblower and the Bannerman. You can have your Huskars with your Danaxes. That set, the Huskars at rest, that, is so good. Oh, that's over engine guard right there. Yeah, very much so. Uh, then you've got loads of armoured warriors, so you have them armed with swords and axes. You can also get armoured spearmen. As far as I'm aware, you don't get the spears. I think the spears, you have to get them yourselves and source yeah. them to slot in. Um, but that's, uh, that's but looking fine. very nice. It's, uh, yeah, you can buy brass rod from anywhere, basically, nowadays. Uh, and all sorts of different things as well. Uh, and then stretch goal-wise... Mm. What sorry is that was it just? You can buy the pre-made ones. Well you can just buy pre-made ones. Yeah. yeah. Which are very spiky and nice stuffy. Nice. 
They are very spike and sappy. As we go towards um, looking at stretch goals, they're also working towards armored horsemen. There's a couple of different packs for them. There's also doing skirmishes. So you've got bowmen and you've got uh, javelin throwers as well. So you want to go down that route, you can. One of the nice things about looking at this kind of stuff is that maybe you were going to be looking to use them for the Middle Earth strategy battle game. Here's your Rohan force, all sorted and ready to go. Riders on walkers of Rohan. You've got yeah, you've got some characters at the above above there that would be really good for the likes of Aomer and Theodin and Aodred and all that kind of stuff. So you've got some really nice stuff there to play around with, which I think is great. And then last but not least, as we get towards the bottom of these as well, they've also done another fantasy addition to the collection. Although I think it's just below this one, yeah. Mm. So you've got this really. Nu- I've got that scene. Oh, it's really nice. So good. Oh, it's so so nice. They're really cool. Uh, and you've got some fallen warriors. So you've got some casualties. And then last but not least. The dragon. King Beowulf versus the dragon. And that's one that's the one that's based on the artwork by Skelton, which I think is really cool. Now, is this um, funded yet? Um I can't remember. Not at the, at the time, time that I was looking at it, it's not funded, but you may it possibly is going to be funded by the time you look at it and uh, are watching better, this show. Better be funded. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, oh, I see your selection, Jerry. <laughs> um you so, my selection. It should be noted that like a, a great team has worked on bringing this to life. So they've had help from the people from Eureka Minis and Temple of the West, who we've talked about before. They've helped them with the process of exactly how they want how to bring the metal models to the tabletop. They're also going to be working with a company that will help them with the plastic production of some of the elements. So horses are going to be done in plastic and oh, dragons nice. going to be done in plastic as well, which I think is really cool. Um, so yeah, very nice cool. stuff there. Very cool if you are a Beowulfy Dark Agey fan, mm. I think. So yeah, very good. And more people should be. Why would you not be? Exactly. It's an Step. epic poem that is definitely worth reading yep. or listening to. So, Either or playing or playing. Yeah, so, that's the best way. We looked um, at Age of Beowulf a couple of uh, did, yes. couple of weeks ago. Great characters for start using in that. There we go. Yeah, incorrectly, obviously, but incorrectly, obviously. There you go. Uh, yes, memory miniatures, Tales of Beowulf. Nineteen days mm-hmm. left. Uh, fund it. Come on, do it. Do it for me. Don't worry about it. Don't leave Jerry hanging. Yeah, really don't. I'll catch you. Uh, Jerry's for life, not just for Christmas. That's the way it goes. Right. That wraps us up for another week. It does. Uh, We shall return next Friday. Uh, If that's too far, too long to wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We'll be back on Sunday over on tabletop.com for the cult. Oh, God. We will. The brothers oh, no. Johnston are joining us. Oh my! What, what sights we will see? You are not prepared. No, no, you're not. Uh, if you are not already a cultist, you can join us for a thirty-day trial. Give it a swizz, see what you make of it. Uh, I promise, it's not always like that. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.